balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I know that I need to have a lot of vegetables and fruits, and I do as much as I can, but I know that I'm missing out on some vegetables. You can't eat all those vegetables if you're cooking them yourself, and I'm a, I'm a professional chef. So I saw your products, I saw it online, and I said, i got to give this a try. In addition to the fruits and vegetables that I already eat that are fresh, I believe that this gives me the 100% of the natural ones that I didn't eat. So I did it for that purpose, not as to be a substitute, but as to be the supplement for the things that I missed during the day. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code Kate. Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks guys. Hey everybody, Kate here. You know, I had Dr. Zelenko on the show a couple of times. He's the one that gave ivermectin to President Trump. Make sure that you go to his website and it's right at the bottom of my homepage. So please find the Zelenko Z stack. He's got two products now. One is the uh, t- the product we're always talking about with four major ingredients that you need right now to build your immune system. The other one is a detox that's brand new. And I would take advantage of getting that as well. We all need to detox. Um, uh, Dr. Zelenko's website is fantastic. They'll kick the products out quick. Take advantage of this right now while supply chains are still in motion and uh, get as much of that as you possibly can. He's a fantastic doctor that just calls it like it is. That's what I love about him. So go to that on the bottom of my homepage. Look for the wonderful sponsors and find Dr. Zelenko Z-Stack. Thanks, guys. Question authority. And when authority answers, arch one eyebrow and ask, is that so? The Kate Daly Show starts now. Good morning. America may never be the same, and this is why. A beautiful Tuesday turned tragic when American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. And that was just the beginning. The plane circle around and actually come on to the opposite side of the building and smash into the trade center. It was great, to be honest with you. The plane wasn't no... Uh, Mark, were you close enough to be able to see any markings on, on the airplane? Um, it definitely did not look like a commercial plane. I didn't see any windows on the side. Tuesday, 9.47 a.m. Hi, baby. I'm, baby, you have to listen to me carefully. I'm on a plane that's been hijacked. I'm on the plane. I'm calling from the plane. 
want to tell you I love you. Please tell my children that I love them very much. And I'm so sorry, babe. Um, I don't know what to say. There are three guys they've had that complain. I'm trying to be calm. We're turned around. And I've heard that there's planes that have been, been flown into the World Trade Center. I hope to be able to see your face again, baby. I love you. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. Last hour on a Friday, and of course, uh, with nine with nine eleven uh, coming up, with the remembrance of that event, uh, many innocent lives were taken. That, uh, of course, of, I'm going to have Rebecca Roth on to talk about these kinds of events because, and nine eleven certainly is worthy of our time, and we need to find out the truth, and we need to know the truth. This is this is this many years later, and still this ball is unwinding 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 and pointing in only one direction and we have been sold a box of rocks ladies and gentlemen on 9-11 and on who the who the perpetrators were the deaths happened but it's who the perpetrators were and so i have rebecca roth who is the author of methodical illusion some oh these are some of the best books you have to read these books methodical illusion methodical deception methodical conclusion methodical exposure and then agenda it's a book series five books and it and it spells out for you what happened to the people what happened to the pilots where you know is there a pilots uh, still alive uh, that they said are dead uh, all kinds of of it's so laden with information that you've probably been dying to know since the inception of this that it's a must read. And Rebecca's on with me. We're going to be um, going over some things on the show for this last hour. We just talked about a lot of things in the previous hour. Um, and then, of course, why did they do it? Why? Um, and uh, she also points to uh, who all is involved, and it's never going to be who they say it is. And so we'll talk about Osama a little bit, too. But there's just so many things here to explore, Rebecca. And I'm just so glad you're with me today as we're coming up on this anniversary, because it's just hard for people to wrap their brains around the fact that that the perpetrators that I, I believe did this would do this and for what reasons. And so let's talk a little bit about, um, about that and about Osama. Osama, who they pinned it on within minutes of that happening. And by the way, in that clip, I forgot to say, if you're, if you're just joining us, that was CeCe Lyons. She was a flight attendant. And at the end of that call, you heard somebody say, uh, you did great. Here you go. This is it. Here we go. Yeah, somebody, it sounded like somebody was coaching her. Somebody was standing there, maybe as she was reading something on paper. That's what it seemed like to me uh, a little bit. What about you, Rebecca, on that CeCe Lyons call? I, I, a lot of people like to, for some reason, a lot of people like to argue about what was said there, but um, it sounds like someone said you did great. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of stuff, and I know it's all in the books. I mean, I think it's all in the books. Now I'm... Uh, able to put it all together right as all of this information has come into me and a lot I mean I can't even tell you well obviously you know you've read all the books so <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's amazing I mean when I first when I had the first three books out and I wrote those in the first 18 months of writing anything ever uh, mm -hmm. so uh, I heard from people that's like I got 
your three books and I read it through the whole holiday weekend or like the, the you know Christmas break or whatever right. and they just like couldn't put him down that's always good I, I was never I never thought I'd be a writer mm-hmm. uh, probably won't ever win a Pulitzer for this but um, they, they only hand those out to people like that write fake stories like yeah. about President Trump right they got Pulitzers for right. writing fakery and we found out now there's a lot of people this is uh, also going to come out later uh, in my next pr- future project, but there's a lot of people that are involved right now in the plot to take down President Trump for mm-hmm. the last seven years, and they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that are uh, that are we're in position of uh, authority in the uh, n- the whole 9/11 era, right? There's like right. a 20 or 30 year career span, mm-hmm. and that. I've gone back and found, you know, Peter Strzok, for example, uh, worked with the CIA, and they they change all the time. So remember they tried to tell us that the FBI and the CIA wouldn't exchange information. That's Mm -hmm. why they couldn't find these guys. Well, uh, since the uh, early... Late ninety or late eighties, early nineties, they'd been working together, and they had a revolving door. Peter Strzok and uh, all of these people at the FBI could also go work counterintelligence with the CIA. And as a matter of fact, uh, some people from FBI were were right there in the uh, Osama bin Laden desk. But what's interesting is in the mid eighties, Osama bin Laden, who's a CIA asset name was Tim Osman. You can look this up because there's even paperwork, even paperwork about weapons he purchased while he was here in 85, 86, um, along with a guy from, uh, used to be with the FBI named Ted Gunderson. Mm -hmm. And so you can find this online. There's, it's really easy. It's a PDF. So it'll pop right up. If you just ask, uh, the Mm -hmm. the computer for it. Mm -hmm. And so during the, uh, uh, Afghanistan, uh, Soviet Union war of the 80s, basically that whole decade, the CIA funded and trained Osama bin Laden and the Arabs, and they ended up calling them the uh, the Arab Afghans or the Mujahideen. Mm-hmm. So we, we gave them hundreds of millions of dollars through the 80s. He was our asset. That's why they wouldn't let him, uh, the special forces kill him, because they need, he was more valuable as a boogeyman to keep him alive. But um, the prime minister from, I believe it was Pakistan, was on, um, I think you can find this online too, I think she was on with Charlie Rose and mm-hmm. one of those PBS kind of uh, interviews. In December of 2001, she said Osama bin Laden died and everybody knew it. And I actually talked to a doctor from, who was also a, a, a general in the military uh, that Osama bin Laden died in December of 2001. So Kidney who did disease. they kill yeah. when Obama was needing a... <laughs> Well, they they shoved his body in the ocean and wanted everybody to believe that uh, they just had to go do that. I mean, it was it was just it was anyway. I'm Not with you Muslim on that funeral. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Muslims have a thing much like Jews where they mm-hmm. need to be in the ground in 24 hours. Right. So now that wasn't a Muslim funeral at all. They gave him. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting uh, looking back now because hindsight is it's microscopic sometimes, but it's always 2020 or better. Mm-hmm. Um the government was saying they had no idea that they were planning this kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this had no idea. But then, uh, and the FBI claimed the CIA wasn't sharing information and uh, back and forth. Uh, but they were all sharing this information. They well, all, everything well, has been, they, they spy on us. They had to keep him everything. alive, right? Because they couldn't have established the, the TSA that we still have, by the way. 
Um, That's worse than ever. And they couldn't have done that if the boogeyman wasn't still out there. So they had to keep the illusion that they they can find anyone on Earth in about two seconds. But they they had to have that illusion. Otherwise, why have a TSA look for these supposed terrorists that are going to come over to our body to over here using three ounces of hairspray who even knows why that's even still a thing and um and have maybe like something you know tweezers in your bag that needs to be removed i mean it's ridiculous that we still do this this many years later but they had to they had to because they couldn't kill them off because then you have to have the boogeyman right Oh, yeah. Well, later on, I found out that they were really relying about this because in the August 6th presidential briefing, now this is a briefing the CIA mm-hmm. gives mm-hmm. to the president in um, August 6, 2001. So we're roughly a month before 9-11. It says, Bin Laden determined to strike in the United States. Clandestine foreign government and media reports indicate Bin Laden, since 1997, has wanted to conduct terrorist attacks in the United States. Bin Laden employed Applied in U.S. television interviews in 1997 and 98 that his followers would um, follow the example of the World Trade Center bombing of Ramsey Youssef and bring the lightning to America. Well, the, Ra- Ramsey Lu- Ru- Youssef was charged with the 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center, but that was an FBI sting operation, and they used an Egyptian uh, military intelligence, retired soldier. Um, I think I want to say his name is Esam Salam. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was told and promised by the FBI that the explosives would not go off, but they did. Remember, they put it down in the basement. And then they took these guys, uh, Ramsey Youssef, who kind of probably is one of those lower IQ type of people, because that's who they like to get. They send FBI people into these mosques. Mm-hmm. And they look for people that are, I'll just say, low IQ, maybe mentally challenged even. And so you'll see that a lot of these people, like Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, if you look Mm -hmm. at him, he looks nuts, right? Right, right. Well, it's not a radical Muslim so much. It's just that he's low IQ or he's maybe mentally challenged. Um, So, yeah, they knew exactly what this was. I mean, this whole thing, and they, they created the 93 bombing. Mm-hmm. In order for, you ready for this? Now, this is crazy. They needed the blueprints to set the explosives in the towers. So the guy who's misplaced the $2.3 trillion, the comptroller, the banker at the Pentagon, right. Rabbi Dov Zakheim, he's a dual citizen with U.S. and Israel. He also had a, another company called Tri-Data Corporation. They got the blueprints and did most of the repair work after the FBI bombing 1993 of the World Trade Center. That's how it works. Wow. wow. And that's all documented. I have documents. I have a room full of documents. Jeez. And I've put them all on. I've, I've, I've just put them on uh, external hard drives and sent them all over because right. and I'm in a Mar-a-Lago, my place. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah out there it's got to be out there all of this stuff and it all lines up and there's there is one place that everything goes to and it's not uh, Saudi Arabia (laughs) Mm, we'll be right back more with Rebecca Roth when we come back you're not going to want to miss this be right back Kate Daly show have you purchased your coin yet 
please do so. Go to katedallyradio.com and get your collector's coin, the Kate Daly Show silver coin. It's going to put a few bucks back in your pocket because you're investing in, in silver. And I like that. And it's only going to go up from here. So make that investment into Truth and Radio. Know that you did something for truth. You did something for freedom of speech. You supported those that are trying to tell the truth. It's such an important message right now, you guys. I can't even tell you. I've been doing this a decade. And we took the show on our own about five years ago. But but in order to keep going, we're going to need your support. And this show has to be run by the people. It has to be. We don't we're not we're not owned by a corporation. And so we don't have that backup resource. Um, And this is why it's such a word of mouth show. And we don't do any advertising. Uh, But we've grown immensely this year, but we need your help. Please go and purchase a a collector's coin for 99 bucks right now, where most of that goes to the show and puts a little money back in your pocket. Go to katedallyradio.com. Thanks so much for helping us. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Says it all, right? Welcome back. Little Joe Walsh, uh, Life of Illusion, and uh, what an illusion it has been, uh, especially 9-11, the events of 9-11. And so welcome back. Of course, uh, you know, preparewithkate.com is the perfect place to go get food storage. So preparewithkate.com, and uh, all you have to do is go there. It also helps the show and get some food storage every month. Please be building that right now. You're going to need it. And I'm just hoping that you will do that. Uh, Preparewithkate.com. It'll give you substantial savings. And they have so many deals going on right now that it's good. And and it's really beneficial for you. Use the code word Kate. Get the deals. Get some. And you'll feel really good about that, that you've done that. Also, get the coin, the commemorative coin. Uh, That coin is is very special to me. Um, I designed it. And it is Lady Liberty on the front. And it's a good reminder of history because, you know, I love history. And also it says, be faithful, be fearless on it. And you're also investing in silver. So you get money right back in your pocket for having silver. And this is a great way to help Truth and Radio because it's under attack. You guys, I don't think people realize how few shows can on the air can say the things we're saying right now. In fact, you're not going to hear this on any other show today. I'll tell you that much. Uh, the, nothing, none of these facts that we're going over. And all of this is documented. So this isn't just hearsay. This is documentation. So please... Please do that and uh, get the commemorative coin today. And I just, I want you to have one, get some for some family members and you're investing in metals. Go to katedallyradio.com. You'll see it right at the top. So uh, Rebecca Roth, uh, author of Methodical Illusion and of course the subsequent books in the series, uh, Methodical Deception, Methodical Conclusion, Methodical Exposure and Agenda, get the book series. You'll love it. And it spells out everything. We're only hitting the very tip of the surface on this. There is so much in that book. You're going to walk away going, oh my gosh, I finally know what happened on 9-11. That's how I felt. Um, In fact, uh, the biggest question I ever get asked is, what happened to the people? Because we talked about the, everything on the plane. They, nothing went by protocol. 
So everything was weird. And one of the one of the um, flight attendants referred to an upstairs. There is no upstairs on the airplane on that they were on. So so when when you get asked this question, I'm sure there's a lots of overwhelming answers, Rebecca. <laughs> but what happened to the people? Well, uh, those that were not saved and protected, it mm-hmm. may be part of the game, uh, part of the show. Okay. Uh, I, I, there's no way of knowing this for positive, but I, I've read a lot of books about how intelligence services, the Israeli Mossad, the CIA, uh, you know, like I said, this guy was a highly trained assassin that was sitting in 9B. And all of his friends, he was in a special forces with the Israeli intelligence, and all his friends said he could, he could kill a, uh, a human with a pen and a credit card. He was just uh, brutal, right? Well, we're supposed to believe that two tiny Arab kids, barely 20 years old, no command of the English language. He, by the way, was fluent in English and uh, Hebrew and Arabic, so... Uh, he would have been able to know if they were speaking Arabic what they were planning. Right, right. And right. So uh, mm-hmm. we're supposed to believe, though, that he was killed by a plastic box cutter. And <laughs> it's pretty impossible to cut anything, even some cardboard with a plastic box cutter. Right. So uh, that that kind of raised a, a suspicion. And again, the flight attendant would never, ever make a mistake by saying it was 9B is the hijacker mm-hmm. if he wasn't. Because when we land the plane and a hostage rescue team gets on, uh, they they'd kill somebody that was uh, right. instantly uh, wrongly claimed. So one of the books I read about how the Israeli Mossad works it was called Gideon's Spies by Gordon Thomas, mm-hmm. and in there it talks about how they use uh, toxic uh, like toxic uh, things in a hypodermic needle mm-hmm. and toxic gas like a gas canister. So I'm thinking now. Now, remember, there was only like roughly 260 people. They, If the planes would have been full, but somehow they were kept very light loads. I mean, one of them had 30 passengers, 33 passengers on right. it. So, um, and of the 33, 16 of them were last-minute passengers. So the plane actually, was the flight loads were so limited, and somebody did that via computer systems. Hmm. If they weren't, limited they could have had over 850 passengers to deal with I but see. i uh, i'm just guessing this is just my guess so don't beat me up over it uh but in reading how they would get rid of um a group of people in like this a, a an airplane is uh, obviously airtight mm-hmm. so the people that needed to get off were removed and maybe they were removed and taken to office space and that's why they didn't know where they were supposed to say they were sitting on the plane and on the phone, and they were not even been on landline phones up in an office space. Uh, a tear type of uh, gas canister in there would probably kill people. Cyanide, I think, kills in two minutes. Wow. So that's what, if I had to guess. And then one of the reasons I say that is in uh, working with one of the air traffic controllers for numerous hours, uh, we had found through a Freedom of Information Act request, uh, uh, Andrews Air Force Base received three medevac planes. Now, these are DC-9s. And the, the whole airplane, the whole amount of bodies that the medevac planes could have uh, contained mm-hmm. was roughly that 260. 
So they landed in the evening at Andrews Air Force Base where there are incinerators, uh, and I'm assuming that's what happened to the bodies of the people they didn't uh, find uh, Hmm. worth keeping. Because we do know, and these are from airline family people, Mm -hmm. uh, that there have been pilots spotted alive. And so, again, that's how my fourth book, (laughs) that was the last chapter. I started having the last chapter finished. I knew exactly uh, that. And that was kind of troubling to me because it was really a reality Mm -hmm. uh, to have that. But again, people need to read through uh, Operation Northwoods because this was a a plan that came out of the Department of Defense, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to John F. Kennedy, Mm -hmm. uh, President Kennedy. And Operation Northwoods was to get involved in a war with Cuba, and they were planning to fake hijackings and also do terrorist attacks and blame it on Cubans. So it's important, I think, that people read that because that was in 1962. It's been declassified, so you can go Mm -hmm. find it on Wikipedia and just click on and find the whole document there. Right. So uh, I think that's important that people understand that our government, our military, and our intelligence agencies have planned this before to do fake hijackings. Now, somebody had asked about um, the um, eyewitnesses, mm-hmm. and there are three of them that I have interviewed personally. One of them was a woman who was just going out to her car to go uh, to an appointment, and I have a notif- notarized uh, statement from her in case she dies, and, mm-hmm. and this ever went to court. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain exactly what she saw. I worked it into, um, hmm, I can't remember, I think methodical deception, but I'm not positive. Right. Because uh, the, the books all run together for me because it's just so much. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was in deception. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another one was a woman who was taking her children uh, to a private Christian school and she was up near Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. The other woman was in Otis, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Not the air, air base Otis, Otis, but over, it's a, it's kind of just west of Westover Air Force Base, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, the other woman was um, really close to Westover, and she was a retired, I believe, FBI uh, person. She had worked mm-hmm. for the FBI. Her father had been a uh, Air Force mechanic, mm-hmm. so she was very used to seeing uh, commercial planes come in because uh, we did military airlift command flights. I flew them when I first started flying at the end of the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. uh, and where we take commercial airplanes and we move troops. And uh, sometimes it's big wigs, and sometimes it's troops, and the you know, usually the generals mm-hmm. and the commanders ride in first class, right. and the troops are back in coach. And uh, she just looked at, she saw the planes landing and just immediately thought, ah, some big wigs from the Pentagon must be coming in, or there's going to be an inspection or something. So she had seen them as well. Um, And the woman, mm -hmm, she she was at a stop sign and she saw, would have been flight 77. She described it, the paint job and everything. uh, So close to the ground, it just petrified her. Both of these women, uh, the one from Otis and and the woman from Stockbridge, and she she was stopped at a stop sign. So she was like, I, I'm looking at this silver airplane coming in. I was like, whoa, this is way right. too close. It's way too close to the ground. And both of them thought that the planes were going to crash. Interesting. Because what we're talking about is the fact that it, the plane went up and then probably went back down. And a lot of people probably don't grasp that because they think that it stayed in the air and flew into the tower. But it, because of the phone calls, because of what was said, um, it, they would have had to have been back on the ground. And so that would make sense that they landed. 
So there were yeah. eyewitnesses to see this these planes down yeah. on the ground. Yeah. yeah. In order, and this is what struck me right away was in order, because I start, kept reading on these newspapers and all these articles and, and FBI documents mm-hmm. and stuff. It said they were using cell phones, and I'm like, not no way. You had to be on the ground to do a cell phone call. And so I figured out the first two flights out of Boston, and then I went to this thing called the flight or airplanemanager.com, I think mm-hmm. it is, and there's a flight calculator there, and I just put in uh, Newark. And I put in uh, Dulles, mm-hmm. uh, the airport in Washington, D.C., IAD is the code. And I put that in there, and as the you can figure out whether there's live wind or no mm-hmm. wind, and you can figure out the how fast they can get there. And it's just like all coincided that day when I figured that out, that these planes, in order to make the cell phone calls, they had to be on the ground. Right. And when all of those planes flight time coincided with when the pl- the phone calls started cell phone calls started mm-hmm. i was like sick to my stomach i, I was like no how could you not because then you have eyewitnesses saying these planes landed and that's not a usual it's not happening all the time it's not happening every day anyway and not it's not like you know people think oh everybody would notice a plane landing no you don't i mean think about your own area you don't you tune stuff out you're on the ground you're working you have you have things to do you're not always looking up in the sky to notice everything and so the few eyewitnesses that even would see it, you have a few that came forward uh, to tell you about it. And it's so interesting to me how everything did coincide because it's really the only answer about how the calls could have been made and last. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because some, you know, some of well, uh, Amy Sweeney called, I think, four times hmm. and it, you just couldn't depend on even the airphones were not that dependable. And so that uh, it always it just made made no sense to me. It's like, oh, right. those those dropped calls, and they were very expensive. You had to, you had to program your computer or your uh, credit card mm-hmm. in, you know, zap through the phone. It was like a credit card reader, right? In order to get it, it was like ten bucks a minute. I mean, <laughs> for a flight attendant, two thousand and one, that right. was a lot of money. Sure. And so you know, to sit on the phone for 20 minutes, you'd be thinking ding, ding, cha-ching, cha-ching. Right, right. And even in a hostage situation, I mean, you know, to stay on the phone while, like like you said, while in a hostage situation, that would never occur because they would never let somebody stay on the phone that long unless you're reading from a script that somebody's standing over you and you're reading it, maybe even thinking you were in a drill at the time and you're reading the script on the phone. If the flight attendants would have followed the protocol and called the correct number and got the jets scrambled, mm-hmm. we wouldn't, this, what happened didn't happen. So for, for the people that were planning mm-hmm. faked hijack, it was a success. Right. But another thing that caught oh. my eye. Oh, wait on that one. Cause we're going to come right back. I want to hear what caught your eye. <laughs> Hold on just a moment. Rebecca Roth, author of Methodical Illusion and all the subsequent books on this topic. Be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends 
friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to mypillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard my pillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. What a fantastic sale. Use the code word Kate. It helps the show. You can get up to 90% off right now. Take advantage of it. Stock up for Christmas. So many deals that Mike is doing, and it also helps expose election fraud. Thanks, you guys. Use the code word Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to rise. Welcome back. Hey, Dally Show, little Beatles for you, Blackbird. Welcome back. I, it's a lot to take in, I know, and uh, but we have to because there's there's so many pieces. We're not even ta- we're not even talking about Building Seven. We're not even talking about the buildings and how they collapsed and the demolition. We're not even talking about all the other stuff. We're I mean, there's enough here on this side of it that it's you can't deny that that we're not be, that, that we're not being told the truth. We we are. I, I mean, we're not being told the truth at all. So welcome back to the show. And uh, I also wanted to mention Inside Out Hyperbarics. They're doing a great job at getting you uh, hyperbaric machines for your home. And it's such an easy thing because it's a it's a tented machine and you can actually just sit, take a nap and while oxygen is going into those cells. And for Alzheimer's, for uh, brain injury, for cancer treatments, for all kinds of things, this is what helps. This is what can do it. And this has been around almost 80 years. There's been documented research on this and it has been an amazing way to get away from pharma. And I would highly recommend that. Please get away from pharma. And, um, this is the way to do it. Insideouthyperbarics.com. Give them a call. They'll answer all your questions. They're so great about it and, uh, get a machine in your home and you can even pay later on it. It is an amazing way to do it. So highly, highly, highly recommend. I can't believe all the success stories coming out of Hyperbaric. Even Judy Mikovits, Dr. Judy Mikovits, talks about it all the time. This is such an answer. Um, okay, uh, Rebecca Roth is with me. Her books, when I got introduced to her books, oh my gosh, mind blown. Because I was always had so many questions and stuff never made sense. And then it finally made sense after I read her books. Methodical Illusion, Methodical Deception, Methodical Conclusion, Exposure, and then Agenda. It's a five-part book series, and it has so much information and in her research in it that it's just, I mean, it's, things are so researched, and she's got so much documentation. You can get the best price on these books um, at readroth.com, R-E-A-D-R-O-T-H.com, readroth.com. That's your best price. There's a store there, and, uh, and get the books there. She, does, she did such a fantastic job. These books, you'll just be mind-blown, and you'll want to give them to a friend, too. I, I promise you. So get a, get, just get two copies when you get it. Uh, Rebecca, coming back, let's talk about the one thing that you saw that really kind of caught your eye, because that's what you were saying on when we were leaving the last segment. Oh, yeah. Hmm. What, uh, what was really strange to me is I, I, I just continued over all of my research, reading articles and listening to oh, television spots and, and uh, the fact that they labeled some of the passengers, just some, and 
some of the crew members, most of the crew members, as heroes. And it struck me so odd because a hero in a hijack situation would be the person that followed the protocols, that got the plane landed, that got the hostage rescue SWAT team there to save all of the passengers and crew. That's a hero. Right. And I, why would they, these people, they failed at every, they failed to follow the protocol for hijacking. And we study that every year in our recertification training. Everybody has to go through so many hours mm -hmm. of FAA research training. Every year we go through the same protocol every year, the code words, everything to do step by step. And they, all of the flight attendants did the wrong thing. And uh, they gave out the wrong kind of information. They, right. uh, they just didn't use the code words. I mean, it was all, some of them called their home recorder mm -hmm. and then called back and caught, got a hold of their husband. Mm -hmm. Or uh, one gal called from flight uh, 77 called her parents in Nevada. Yeah, And strange. they had no idea where to call or how to go get help for her. And it was just absurd, absolutely absurd. But another thing that I wanted to say, this is, this is kind of what really triggered me mm -hmm. because I started very first starting to question, well, why would the FBI be lying about that? Why would they say this when that's not true? And what about these fake manifests and all these guys that showed up alive and all that? I was listening to, okay, Fox News one time. Now, this was probably within the last decade, so mm -hmm. it was quite a while back. I was listening to Sean Hannity's show. I just remember that, and I was cooking dinner. And I heard two people talking. They were talking about Building 7. And it caught my ear, uh -huh. and I... One of the persons in the, the panel, when they mentioned Building 7, was immediately labeled by one of the people on the, sh on the show, I just don't remember who they were, I wasn't paying close attention, as an anti-Semite. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute now. A building fell down. I saw it on. I saw it live fall down. It looked like a controlled demolition to me. How do you get anti-Semitism out of a building falling down? And that is what I thought. And I thought, wait a minute now. Mm -hmm. That's absurd. That that's absurd. And so uh, that was kind of like on top of why would Betty Ong have more than one version of a taped phone call? Yeah. Why? Right. <laughs> why right. Hijackers still be alive? And mm -hmm. then when I got that, I thought, well, that's just the most absurd statement. Well, but it really triggered me to keep looking. Well, yeah, you've had all the missing cameras that are locked away now will never be seen. Um, 80 something cameras at the Pentagon, most cameraed place, but we only got one weird piece of footage that never made sense. We had the, the 2.3 trillion that Rumsfeld the day before said was missing and I'm going to find it. And then we had 9-11 the next day and where the computers were moved in the direction of where uh, the bomb or if you want to say airplane, I guess you still can bomb hit. And they said, oops, we all all of our evidence to find that money is gone. I guess the 2.3 trillions out the window. And so all these things, the payouts, the airlines, the shorts on the airline stock, that all these things, and then the heroes. Now it's interesting because every false flag, what do they do? They prop up heroes right away. It's all about mm -hmm. the heroes and they focus on the heroes. It adds another layer so that if you were to question, now you're questioning the heroes. Now yeah. you're questioning the heroes. That is, you cannot do that in America. How dare you question yeah. a hero? Right. Yeah. Right. A little Swedish girl. How dare you? How, How dare, dare you? you? Yes, I yeah. so true, Greta. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it, it's interesting now, you know, and, you know, as I say, when I first started writing, when I wrote Methodical Illusion, I thought the uh, 
the federal government was going to hunt me down. I got pretty, uh, yeah. I got pretty secure. I got myself at several locations. I was like, whoa. Uh, I mean, I, I really did change my whole world when mm-hmm. I, once I decided to publish it. And what made me decide to publish it, I wrote it, printed it in a manuscript mm-hmm. and set it on the shelf. And I thought nobody will ever want to read this. And if mm-hmm. I ever print published it, no one would read it. And then I had a conversation with someone I'd met on social media mm-hmm. who was a New York firefighter. And he told me about the lack of bodies, mm-hmm. about the lack of computers, and any. And, uh, basically, it was a pile of dust. And uh, the other firefighters, they found just a Scott pack, the air packs that you, the firefighters use to breathe when they go into a building, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no bodies. And I got off about a two-hour conversation with him, as you might imagine, because you and I can talk pretty good. Uh, and I just I said, I have to get my book printed. I have to edit through that thing, and I mm-hmm. have to get it out there. And about four months later, George Norrie called, called me in, uh, from coast to coast, and I uh, did an interview with him, and that book shot up to the top 10 in Amazon of overall books. Wow. And then after that interview, uh, I got I started getting so much information from people right. that I, the eyewitness showed up and uh, the first one took a while for the second and third one, but um, it just all these pilots and all this information, air traffic controllers. One of the most interesting persons that showed up, he's now passed on, uh, but he was an air traffic controller at a secret base called Edwards Air Force Base mm-hmm. uh, near Mojave in California, which is also a boneyard. Right. And um, he also was the military liaison to Area 51. And, oh, my gosh, I used to tape record our phone calls because he was so interesting. And I literally broke him up to the Cooper boys and mm-hmm. several other characters in the books because he just was so interesting to listen to. He had had such an interesting life. He was, you know, roughly my age. He spent right. some time in Los and, um, you know, Special Forces guy, too. So he had yeah. a lot of information. And he shared it. So people should have a lot of questions, you know, like like the what happened to the people, what happened to the planes, what happened, are, are some of the pilots still alive? And all those things are in the books, as you described, because so many witnesses came forward to you. And it really is kind of an amazing thing, because when you start to understand it from this perspective, just like with the heroes thing, we're not disparaging people. We're saying that stories were told and things were done. And that's what we're talking about is look beyond the emotional ploys that were always given in these kinds of stories because immediately they have to have their heroes so that everybody focuses on that and no one's allowed to question anything and and if you focus on if you if you look at it like a story that they're telling you then you can see the rest of the story a lot of people stop at the emotion of oh you can't talk about i get this sometimes you can't talk about 9-11 you're disparaging the victims and i feel like saying honey you know the family members want answers because they know they were lied to why wouldn't you want justice for people this is ridiculous yeah i have received thank yous from several parents that lost uh, young adults in that whole incident and thanked me for closure Wow, that's huge. Pretty amazing. And, you know, talking about that, uh, Flight 93, all of the phone calls, there were like 11 phone calls. Mm -hmm. uh, Those were all heartstring grabbing phone calls. Right, right. All of them. 
And one woman said, they're being very kind to us. Something's happened on the plane, but they're being very kind to us, like showing the Stockholm syndrome. Mm -hmm. And then also another woman called, she knew she wasn't going to make it. And she uh, told, I think she left a message on a phone recorder, uh, which we all had in our kitchen at the time, our living Mm -hmm. room, uh, that she... She told the uh, person, I think it was her husband or family members, where the key to her safe was. Interesting. Because she knew she wasn't going to make it through the whatever she was seeing. She was one of the uh, Flight 93 passengers. So I'm assuming at that point they saw whether it was uniformed mm-hmm. people or someone on the ground that they knew this was a, a bad scene. Yeah. There were intelligence agencies very much involved in this, and it's, uh, they, of course, you know, they want to blame it on uh, Iraq with no weapons, and they want to blame it on Osama, who's in a cave, and then they want to blame it on um, Saudi Arabia when they're finally telling you the truth, and none of those, all those answers are misdirection from who really was at the, at the controls, right? Yeah, it's it's very true. I mean, as I started, you know, writing, like I said, I, I wrote the first three books in 19 months. I just... Mm. I had so much information at that point, uh, and then I had to take some time. I kind of overwhelmed myself with, first off, being in that business, in mm-hmm. that industry. I still have friends that still fly, and they've read all the books. Right, right. <laughs> uh, That's kind of, wow. That, uh, that your coworkers mm-hmm. right. could be assets for the CIA. Yeah. It's kind of, well, most of the pilots were military. And so now mm-hmm. I know that a lot of military guys, if they're told it's a patriotic right. thing to do, they do it. Well, and they were all switched out uh, the night before. Yeah. And that's an important piece because that, that doesn't happen ever in history that you would have all those flights that just so happened coincidentally. I'm not a coincidence theorist. And yeah. so they, it couldn't have happened. Um, that they were all switched out the night before. So there's, there's that too. So there's like so much, there's just so much here. And I know we only have a couple of minutes, but um, I, what do you want to end with? Because there's so much, you got to get the book so you, you, you know, all the stuff we're talking about is laid out in, so you can actually see why she's saying this in the books, by the way. Yeah. I mean, let, literally mm-hmm. laid out how I woke up as a flight attendant. And I didn't want to know the truth. Trust right. me. Uh, and I just, I think that people should read the novels. I think it's easier to take in this kind of information reading a novel or seeing mm-hmm. a movie and I'm never going to get a movie deal. Right. No, <laughs> no, you if won't. If you read through it, it's easier for you to digest. And then when you read the nonfiction and see the data, then you're, it's going to hit you. And also I think reading, uh, Operation Northwoods, understanding what, uh, Gideon spies on how the Mossad operates, the intelligence agency for Israel, they were involved. They weren't the only ones involved. We mm-hmm. were involved. Britain was involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I think reading and understanding what that was. I know when I first started flying, I know I met pilots that were CIA guys that were going to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laos and Cambodia and not doing good things, right. but I didn't know what the CIA did when I, I think a lot of people don't. Right. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're trained assassins and that uh, they're spies and, mm-hmm. you know, that we just don't digest that. That's we so just think, oh, true. They're, they're just, you, and our government would never do that to us. And they didn't do it to us as much as they did it to other Middle Eastern countries, and they got a lot of uh, mm-hmm. lithium for the batteries and gas sure. and oil and pipelines. And there's a uh, lot more to this story. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. it's like mind blowing. I mean, we just yeah. we fed the military industrial oh, complex for that was, twenty-two. Years. 
that was another thing. There was a lot of corporations that work just with the military. So they're those third party corporations, but they're not really third party that are part of this conversation. We didn't even bring in today that are very, very influential in the entire nine 11 story. Also go to read, but you'll see that in the books. Readroth.com is your best price on those books. Readroth.com. And you also have a show. Cause I know we only have about 30 seconds. How do people listen to your show? Oh yes. I have a, a membership, uh, show uh, that's on behind the galley curtain.com nice and i do a daily news show and mm-hmm. there's lots of 9-11 stuff in there and you can get a 30 percent discount on it it's 9-11 per month unless you go into it six months or 12 months and it's much cheaper it sounds like six bucks right but there's a code there you can get a discount and join in there's a chat room there Good. and we share a lot of information on prepping and health also so awesome. it's kind of, thank kind you of thanks rebecca roth i really appreciate it methodical illusion is the book. Go to readroth.com, readroth, R-O-T-H.com. Thanks, Rebecca. Appreciate you. And uh, be faithful, be fearless, and see you back here uh, Monday. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. The new commemorative Kate Daly Show coin, limited edition, is here. It's ready. And you can purchase one. You can help Truth and Radio. 99 bucks. And of course, for value, you've got a real silver coin. And that sits on, in your pocket, which is real nice at $40, $45 value. And it's only supposed to skyrocket. So it's a good investment. It's an investment into silver. It's an investment into Truth and Radio. The coin itself says, be faithful, be fearless, just like we need to be. And modeled after the flowing hair coin. That was the first coin ever minted in the United States, ever. 1794, when we became a country. Let's celebrate history. Let's celebrate truth and radio. And the show needs it. We need your help. We can't go on. It's a very expensive show. We cannot do this without you. We can't grow without you. And so this is a limited edition. Please get one before they're gone. And let me just tell you, this coin is gorgeous. You can go see it at katedallyradio.com. Really easy to order. You just click on the link. It takes you two seconds. But if you can order several of these or order one for yourself and maybe some for friends or family, it's a great way to celebrate what's so important in this country. Truth, education, all the things that we need as a populace. And I love the guests that I have on the show. I love the co-hosts like Chris Ann Hall coming on to educate us. And let me just tell you, This is worth it. This is a way that instead of just listening, you can act by having one of these in your home. It comes in a beautiful case. And on the back, it says, in God we trust, united we stand. Also on the front, it says, the Kate Daly Show, be faithful and be fearless. I hope we always remain faithful and fearless because that's what it's going to take to get through all of this. And I hope that you purchase one of these coins, please, to keep this show on the air. And uh, a big thank you, big heartfelt thank you from me, all the co-hosts, Because this show is not corporate owned. We run from you. We run off of you. And I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please go purchase one of these. We've been waiting for this for a long time. And get one before it's gone. Thanks. KateDallyRadio.com. Look for the link on the top.